0: It's hit or miss because I have some friends that are just like been woke, so woke. So they're like, uh-uh, you wear your natural hairstyle And I'm like, but this is for me. I'm not not wearing it for someone else, but this is how I feel. Absolutely. <laughs> My name
1: is Shasity Stevenson. I've been doing hair for over 11 years. As you know, a woman's hairstylist means more to her than just doing her hair. Over the years, I've put my therapist skills to the test. The salon is a place not only for personal venting, but also for discussion of current events amongst a community of women. So if this chair could talk, this is what it would say. I want to go around and let's introduce ourselves. So we have Sabrina Galloway, who is a mom, wife, also a serial entrepreneur, strategist, and Lululemon ambassador, right? Yes. All right. And then next up, we have Savitra Wilson. She is a serial entrepreneur as well. And by serial, we mean (laughs) serial. She is a tech founder, speaker, and she has started two companies. That is SGI, which you started in college, right?
2: I I was like right out of college. Right out.
1: Okay. And um, Resilia, she is most known for being the first Black woman in New Orleans to raise millions in venture capital, right? Yeah. So kudos to you. I am so proud of everything you've done. You can find her featured in Essence and Forbes, Black Enterprise, CNN. What was the latest one? Business Insider?
2: Business Insider.
1: Yeah. So very, very busy woman. And last but not least, we have Kristen Scott. She is also a wife, mom, and most known as a castmate on BH ones Basketball Wife. So again, thank you ladies for joining me. A few things that we all have in common. Like I said, we are all Louisiana natives. So I think, you know, hopefully they won't try to attack our accents too much. But I know mine tends to come out more when I'm around people that, you know, when I'm talking to my girls from back home so be easy on us guys also they are my sorors members of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority but as it pertains to this particular podcast like I said they can be found at any given moment having to do something in front of the camera being in the public eye all of you guys live dual residency right like VD, where are you yeah. stationed?
2: So I'm between New Orleans and um, New York, and I primarily frequent our offices in Bryant Park, but I live in Harlem in New York.
1: Okay. And Kristen, I know you're in L.A. right now. Mm -mm. I'm in Atlanta. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Back
0: and forth between Atlanta and L.A.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. And Sabrina?
0: So back and forth between Baton Rouge and Detroit.
1: Got it. Okay. So I can imagine being in all of these different places, and who knows where in between. What has been your biggest struggle when it comes to finding like that staple, like glam squad or hairstylist on the go? So Sabrina, we'll start with you.
0: For me, the biggest thing is finding people that are as flexible as you because like, My girl back home, like she's been doing my hair since I was in college before she was a cosmetologist, like in her mama kitchen. So when I come home, like she knows that I always live life on the go and it can be two or three times in a week or just in and out of town. So she accommodates me to no end. But when you're starting those relationships, because that's what I mean, your hairstylist is the person that you talk to about everything like they see you at your worst so tell me about it yes (laughs) I think that when you like develop those relationships and you start them you know it's hard to get there or fast track it to say like hey I'm a very loyal client just please work with me and then so it's always like hit or miss so the biggest thing for me is like finding somebody that's flexible and that will just kind of go with your flow in order to accommodate you
1: so from a hairstylist perspective what I hear you saying is I'm a VIP client. I need. <laughs> I need I'm what I need. Client. No, I get it, and that's okay. No, there's nothing wrong. Make no apologies about it. But I get it. I get those clients. They're like, "Hey, do you have anything today?" And it's like, it's like uh, "I've been booked up for." Six you didn't months. know you needed something <laughs> for today before today. So I get it. I hear what you. But say. the older I
0: get, I've learned how to navigate that. A little bit better and so I'm like getting better at it especially when I moved to a new city like now being in Detroit when I'm in Detroit I was able to kind of like get in really really good and explain my lifestyle to somebody and the girl I go to there's like oh that's fine she's like I understand because she has like, a, be honest, like like this yeah
1: so. and to be honest sometimes things just pop up right you know you can't always you know know when you have to be you know somewhere any given moment so Kristen how has that been going for you Um, I know you're a little bit low maintenance I'm so (laughs) when it comes down to hair I'm so low maintenance so I have to get my hair done when I do my interviews so I just have one strict person when we film in LA and I have one girl she is my go-to girl in LA however she lives in Oakland so Mm. there are times where I've got to do my own hair because she couldn't get there Thank God I'm used to doing my own hair. So if y'all ever see me with a top knot or a curly pullback, that I did that. I, that was not <laughs> my hair. <laughs> that means she could not make it. So that's like my biggest thing when it comes down to filming. You catch me in a bun and maybe I'll straighten my hair on TV. But when it's that interview time, If I don't tell her weeks in advance and I don't always know weeks in advance to try and have her get on a plane and drop all of her clients is extremely hard for her to do. So that's probably the most difficulty that I have when it comes down to it. But she has taught me there are things that she has done to teach me how to do my own hair if she cannot be there. So I have little skills, not a lot, but um, yeah, just her being booked and busy makes it difficult. I like her because that's one thing that I tell my clients. I'm like, stay ready. That way you ain't never got to get ready. Like, always have it done. Always have the products you need just in case because you just never know, you know? Right. That's very good. Um, BD, what is, I know we've talked about some of your struggles, but I think you've, you know, secured your squad, but let everyone else know a little bit about what you've had to deal with. So
2: definitely finding a stylist. So I was in like Baton Rouge and you introduced me to my stylist there, um, Lindsay. But then when I came to New Orleans, I was trying to find a stylist in New Orleans, finally found someone. But then when I started um, going back and forth between New Orleans and New York, I was like, Oh Lord, I have to find another stylist in New York. That is about healthy hair, right? Like someone that's not going to burn out my hair have me looking crazy. And so for me, Going to Harlem, I tried, like, one stylist, I remember sending my <laughs> new stylist a photo of my hair just looking crazy, but I finally found someone, and I think, like, building that rapport with someone where, as, like, Sabrina said, like, when you're on the go and um, you know that you just have to get in or you're trying to get in because something um, is happening unexpected, where you built that rapport where hopefully they really can, they'll try to, like, squeeze you in and make it happen. And so for me, it's definitely about finding a hairstylist, where I'm at, someone that's focused on healthy hair, and really building like that rapport with them.
1: I think it goes back to, like I was saying with Sabrina about the VIP, again, from the hairstylist perspective, it doesn't take us long to know, like, you know, okay, you know, because there's a price for everything, you know, yeah. we, no matter what. So not that it, you know, obviously money talks, but I think it's one of those things where you realize like, for me, when I moved to Charlotte, you know, cause I came here, I had two clients, but the reason I made that jump was because, and those were Jamie and Kendall. And the reason why I made that move was because they told me that, look, if you move to Charlotte, we'll get your clients. We already have people lined up. Now, if it had been maybe any other two people, I might not could have trusted that, you know, as much. But I knew these were, like, two people that were highly involved. They were, you know, visible, you know, always on the go. So, you know, to me, having those people that are high visibility and if I catch you looking crazy, like, that's a bad representation of me. So I, as a stylist and, you know, representing my brand, I want to make sure that you look good as well. So I totally get it. And I think, you know, um, that is one of the reasons why, you know, We tend to prioritize our, you know, VIP clients, not necessarily over someone else, but just making sure that you make the accommodations because, you know, you're speaking for our brand and, you know, what our work looks like. And in the hair industry, referrals are everything, you know what I mean? So I don't care whether you're a news anchor or you are, you know, a school teacher. I want to make sure that you look good because at the end of the day, you represent me.
0: I think also you build that rapport when you have a mutual level of respect for it. Like, so one thing about it is like, one, I don't talk to my hairstylist crazy. So I don't let nobody else talk to my hairstylist crazy. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. also two I feel like if this is like some type of photo shoot or something where like I'm not paying you, somebody else is paying you, like, we gonna up that charge. So then that way, like, you making sure you're getting taken care of. So it's like all, and like you said, then also the referral piece. So it's like, it's multiple layers to that. And so it's like, I look out any chance that I can get and so then in return she does the same thing. And I think when you like that, that mutual level of respect in I respect that this is her career, just like she's respected my career to make me look good. So it's like, I think that also has something to do with it.
1: I agree. I absolutely tell clients all the time, like this relationship is a mutual one. Like this is not, you know, I need you or, you know, I work for you, you know, it's a combination, you know what I mean? And so it has to, uh, you have to have that mutual level of respect. Luckily, I don't really have those issues. I don't know if my clients warn people about my, um, I don't want to say attitude, but like they already know I'm not playing those games. So I thankfully have gotten to a point in my career that I really don't have to, you know, face that as much. But you spoke to, you know, photo shoots and, you know, like any, you know, filming and things like that. How does constantly being, you know, in the public eye affect your hair? Like Kristen, for instance, I know you said like, you know, typically you can straighten your own hair, right? But I can only imagine, you know, after months of filming what that's like. Or do you, you know, go to like more protective styles? Like how do you balance making sure that you're not like ruining your hair or your curl pattern because you have beautiful curls? So for me, like one of the things that drew the girl who does my hair has, she made, so this is not my hair. So this is, um, a you part. Uh-huh. Right? Um, yep. so she has taught me how to maneuver that, but I will put a hat on this and so and cover my <laughs> hair. So it is not being touched at all. So I'll just like braid my hair, put the hat on. Um, I am a curly hair girl. So I go curly most of the time when I straighten my hair, for me, the biggest thing, and you can probably tell me I'm doing this so wrong and give me a better product, but I spray, what is it? Is it a Aveda's? You protect it? Yeah. And then I just I just flat iron it. But over this quarantine, I have not flat ironed my hair since Mardi Gras. So what is that? February.
0: Um, mm. I got
1: faux locks. I thought I would, they would be in for a week. I wore them for two months. I was a whole new woman out here. So um, I have learned basically what protective hairstyles are. And I'm really just trying to embrace it. So I know my husband is sick of looking at me with uh, my own little braids, or I'll do some twists. (laughs) I know he's sick of looking at me. I'm like, it's gonna be worth it. But that is my biggest thing. So during this quarantine is learning how to protect it. So we are back filming. My first day is actually tomorrow. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm going curly bun. Like, I just don't want to straighten my hair. Um, I might do a seam with it, like, half up, half down. You rarely see me with my hair all down and curly because I don't know what to do. And that's why I'm low maintenance because I have not. And we just moved to Atlanta a few months ago. So I don't know what to do. So I'm throwing it up. I'm putting this. Y'all see me with the real long. That ain't her hair either. Uh, She had made two for me. (laughs) You bought it. Is yours okay? Well, this purchase mine, <laughs> but um, I really am trying to just. My trainer makes fun of me because I wear the long one and put it like in a little bun in the back, and he's like, "Do we ever get to see your hair anymore?" I'm like, "No, you don't." Know. I'm flourishing. Don't hate you when she's ready to be straightened. It will be. It's so. there. It it is there? It is there. It is there. <laughs> and and that's the thing is that the one person that I always like get like photos of, or of course Beyonce, but. Michelle Obama, and no one ever thinks that it's a wig. And I'm like, it is. It's a really great one. Or you know, sometimes it's a hairpiece, or even like on her um, Netflix doc, like it, you know, was a combination of things. But I'm like, you Google back when President Obama first got in office, she's made leaps and bounds from you know. But you have to because she always has to be on. Like, can you imagine? Same thing with Oprah. Like y'all she was filming a show for what 25 years Do you think she actually was putting heat or you know coloring and like her hair every single day and I try to tell my clients that you know especially like you said during quarantine like okay you're not having to go into the office and I mean especially where we are as black people right now like it's time to you know rock your styles like they ain't gonna tell you nothing you need to be proud but it's like you have to find a way to be okay with your hair. And I have seen all of my clients come back like hair is better than before because they've just given it a break and that I cannot stress enough, like how important that is. But I, like I said, having to always be on that can pose a problem for some people. So BD, how have you been able to, I see you have your protective style. So,
2: so I have been like sworn to wear braids to the. Just- Give my hair a break um, because, generally speaking, I'll default back to my favorite hairstyle, which has not changed since you were doing my hair. <laughs> like press and pick, her right up. on the side. <laughs> that is my go-to, and uh, you like even for Lindsay's wedding, our my line sister and Jessica did her hair for a wedding. I literally had passion twists in, and, and because I had to go shoot a photo last minute for Ink Magazine. Um, And I knew it was going to be like a full pay spread. I took my braids out. So I would have the style that I was used to seeing myself in. Right. And Mm so I wanted my go-to style. And so I do feel like sometimes I do go back and forth between trying to give my hair a break and then shooting where I'm like, okay, if I have something that's coming out, I want to look like I want my hair (laughs) to normally look. Mm -hmm. Um. But I have been definitely wearing braids, but I will admit I have hit up my stylist and was like, hey, I'm gonna be here because I thought I was gonna make it to the end of the year um, <laughs> with braids, but I think I'm ready for a switch. And that's primarily because I'm like shooting a course and I'm like, okay, I'm about to shoot this course, which is gonna live probably for two years, right? Mm. So I'm like, it's gonna live online for probably two years. I don't wanna wear braids that's not how I normally wear my hair, right? And so those are the types of things I think about when, how I switching my hair and trying to take into consideration, you know, how, how long, whatever video, whatever is gonna like live and where it's gonna live and what is its purpose, right? Uh, and so, yeah, right now I'm about to switch over, but hopefully it's short-lived and I'll Short be with braids in no time.
1: Now Vidi, would you, do you think you'd ever shoot maybe not like a course or something that's kind of, I mean, I guess photos are forever, but do you think you would ever do a photo shoot with one of your natural protective
2: styles? Yeah, I think I would. I think about what is like the end use of what I'm shooting for. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I was shooting for ink, I was like, okay, I want to definitely look more like myself primarily because we were about to go out and raise capital. And so I was like, it it is what it is. Now we in the black lives matter movement, but just You know, two years ago, not necessarily when you walk into the room with these white men and these white women. But then secondly, like this time, it's like, oh, I'm shooting a course. So I want to look like I normally um, would look or look how I look on most of my photos that I use uh, professionally. But outside of that, you know, I recently shot a photo for a magazine where I had, you know, my braids in all my conferences, virtual conferences have been with my braids in. And so I think I'm definitely like comfortable like that, but it's always a conversation with any of my friends who are generally like have to walk into corporate rooms or whether or not, all right, we go with braids. Are we putting the braids in a bun? Like even how you wear your braids becomes a thing. Yeah.
1: It's funny that you say that. I actually just did a tutorial because obviously I have braids, but as a stylist and me trying to convince my clients, like, you know, look, I know like I would love for you to pay and come see me like weekly, biweekly. weekly However, like, you're not going anywhere like go and get a protective style like please go somewhere else and give your hair a break but it's like well I don't know how to wear it or yours is always cute which I literally like you see how this is like lopsided like I don't even try I just do it but I I get it because I don't really I I don't work in the corporate world but I get how that can be a thing and so I made a tutorial on like five basic ways you can wear your you know braids or five professional ways to wear your box braids which to me it I don't think that it has to be a I don't know a a non-professional way a non-professional way to wear them but I think that if people had some sort of like you know guide to spark their own creativity that that would help but like I did this conversation at Belk I did this you know talk with their diversity inclusion team with Belk Corporation and it was based around the crown act and natural hair in the workplace. And it was really, you know, insightful to see like how many people were even interested in like learning. So I think that my words to them was to encourage, like, you know, obviously do what fits your personality, do what's easier for your lifestyle budget, all those things. But I think welcoming the conversation, you know, although it might be uncomfortable, uh, it definitely has to be, you know, brought up in the right way, you, not like to shine a light on you, like to embarrass you or anything like that. But I think that it's important to like have those conversations, because just like you said, like, how do you feel that maybe wearing a certain style would affect how much capital you could raise?
2: Yeah, because, you know, when I get passions with, they're long, because that's how I like mm-hmm. them. But when I'm walking into a meeting, I will pull my hair back into a bun, Right. So, it's not as distracting. I think that, like, white, black, whatever, um, you know, even when your girls see you in Passion Twist down your butt, they be like, ah, because it does. (laughs) It's a conversation starter, but I'm not here to have a conversation about my hair. Exactly. I pull it up.
1: (laughs) I feel you. Sabrina, with doing like some of your brand shoots, do you typically get your hair done before you go? Is there a stylist that is on set? Um, Uh How does that work?
0: Well, it depends on what I'm shooting for. So like I sh- when I shoot for, I've shot for Lululemon twice and mm-hmm. they've had somebody on set, but like I get my hair done before I go because okay. it's just the nature of it. Like if I can't bring my own person and they're like, they'll have someone, I'll just get my hair done before I go. I'll either have some type of like you par quick weave, link, something that's very <laughs> movable, And so that way it's like not much that they have to do. And the good thing about it is a lot of their stuff is very like athleisure. And so Mm -hmm. it's the low ponytail or they'll want like, usually it's low ponytail or braid or something like that. So then I'll make sure that I I try to get all the information before I show up because I just need to know. And so that's like that. But if it's for anything um, like magazine or anything like that related then I, I just bring my own person and then I'm just like hey I have a girl and they're just like okay and, and I don't do it in a way where it's like I have to use my girl or like in a way that I just do it very respectfully like hey I feel more comfortable if I could bring my own person and they'll still probably have somebody on set and I'll just have my go-to person because for me here it's like everything like here like I can go somewhere where no make
1: can make or break
0: Yeah, but, like, for me, I'm a look good, feel good type of person, so, like, my hair is literally, like, it's just a necessity. (laughs) And so I just – we went on vacation – this was, like, two years ago, and I got braids. But, like, when I get braids, which no one ever sees me braids because I always have them on vacation because it's, like, my turnip hairstyle. Like, I get them long. They're blonde. It's, like, a whole vibe. So <laughs> I never wear braids at work because I can't take myself seriously. So <laughs> I literally so, – but I I came back, and I – what did I have to – I had to shoot for something, and literally – oh, I think we were just – I think I was – um you know what? I had a meeting with, like – a company for the foundation. And we had just got back from All-Star break and I was like, mom, we got to take these braids out. And she was just like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's just, we got to take the braids out. It's blonde, like, this is a really big partnership thing. And she's like, okay. So me and my mom was literally like at my house. I think Lang even took some out. We was taking them out. Cause, but I think it's all preference. Like, absolutely. it's literally, like, whatever makes you feel most confident. And then I like, so. Savitra, I like how you put it, too, how you were like, this is how I'm used to seeing myself, so something that's going to live for a while, um, yeah. this is what I want it to represent. Because sometimes when you have those conversations, especially, I know, like, with my friend group, sometimes it's hit or miss because I have some friends that are just, like, been woke, so woke. So they're like, uh-uh, you wear your natural hair style. And I'm like, but this is for me. I'm not not wearing it for someone else, but this is how mm-hmm. I feel, absolutely you know so when you said that you were like this is how I wanted to live like this is where I wanted to live I really that really resonated with me
1: yeah it's kind of like when I tell my brides and you know usually if I'm doing your wedding I've known you for a while and you know I'll always ask that you send me some inspiration you know and then I will give you my feedback and I get some crazy I'm like you don't ever wear a middle part like do you really want to have this or your hair is not blonde? Like, you know, sometimes I'm like telling people like, these are things that you have to look back on. Like, and you know, you need to still like it, you know, 15, 20 years later and not think like what in the world was I thinking? And why didn't my hairstylist tell me any better? So I definitely agree with, you know, it's really a preference. And I think establishing that relationship with your stylist, you know, and her knowing like what, cause I, on the same token, I, I mean, some of my New Orleans um, clients, like, no shade, Kristen. But they will change their hair, like, five different colors in a year's time. And guess what? Like, I know that, like, their hair can take it. I know that this is who they are. Who they are. They, they, know, they know how to ma- uh, maintain it. So, it's you know, it's different strokes for different folks. So, I totally get it. Um, Kristen, I know you did a little acting back in the day. You went right way back. I- <laughs> so did you ever have any you know situation where you would do your hair before or with a stylist on set you went back so far I don't even remember that's like Dukes of Hazard movie <laughs> I think there was a stylist on set because I know we have makeup like you know but more of like a touch-up thing um, okay. I'm pretty sure I did my own hair I girl I don't remember
0: that's okay it. I was just
1: wondering I, I asked like that I because I, on here, I don't know. You probably did. Kristen, you always did your own hair. So you probably did. I asked that because I usually run into that with a lot of my working kids. I obviously do curly kids. And I get a lot of moms always asking, like, do you ever get asked to come on set? And for me, it's just uh, it takes out a big chunk of my day. And the money kind of isn't worth it. But I, I get a lot of the parents that bring in their children to make sure like, like Sabrina said, like, you know, when they do go to the set that they're, you know, looking their best because they're usually not a, a lot of people don't want to deal with children in general, even in the salon, but B it's, you know, a matter of like, I've come to realize like parents, I'm not a parent obviously, but parents will pay to make sure that their children look good oftentimes before they themselves do. So it's a huge part of my clientele are working children and there are always complaints coming from the parents about you know, the glam on set and just I guess the representation more so as far as people that can do their kids here. Um, So we talked about, you know, the heat versus heat free but if we know Kristen prefers heat free if you had to pick Sabrina do you ever go
0: heat free? Oh, I always go heat free. You always go heat free? Okay, okay. actually that was very Okay, not my- <laughs> up. My
1: goal is. To we'll go- edit that part out. <laughs> I was like, so, I just- Sabrina, do you?
0: <laughs> would to <Well, you> pick- <laughs> explain uh, because I've been heat free. So, whenever I did the ba- when I saw you the last time I saw you in All Star, I was heat uh-huh. free at the bang. So, my goal was to get that bang. That bang was supposed to last me until summer. So, I was all I was heat free until quarantine up until really my birthday. My birthday I had leave out and then I went back. He, I've been heat free since then. So I've been okay. good. I've been doing
1: good. That is good.
0: Yeah. I of you. Yeah. <laughs> because then, because I'm either like, oh, I'm either like, oh yes, I want healthy hair. Then I'm like, oh no. Nah.
1: It's a battle. It's a constant battle.
0: It is. Because then, then I'll end up wanting to wear my hair like all out. But I do understand the importance. So I'm half and half. Okay. In between.
1: All right. V D, what about you?
2: I would probably say that I'm about half and half. Um quarantine definitely. I remember like one time I really was doing so well, like almost the entire year heat free, but then I got that taste. <laughs> and <when I laughs> that taste? It just sent you back. Uh <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I relapsed. Like <laughs> you just relapse sometimes. You backflip. Did you backflip? <laughs> I did, you know, I, I definitely did. and so I want to be more on like the eighty twenty eighty free twenty you know heat it's a it's a gradual process and it definitely changes from year to year. but I've gotten a lot better because, You know, my hair was like, if there is such a thing, people argue um, either way. But my hair was like heat trained at one point, right? It's like it knew what it was going to do. And I would get it done religiously every other week. You know, my appointments were set.
1: Yeah, I feel you. I have not put heat on my hair in three. This month is three years. I forget what day. And first of all, I'm itching to straighten it. But I have this thing about like meeting like a debt, like, you know, making a full, like, you know, circle, a full year or whatever. So, okay, I blah, blah, blah. I made it three years. But I am so scared, Beanie, that like once I straighten it okay. and how much easier it is, like, and then on top of that, you know, all of the reactions for, I think I might backslide too. Yes. So, and I don't want to because the whole purpose was to, like, you know, I chopped off all of like the straight ends and to regrow it and I just don't want to be trapped in that cycle again I I say that I won't but I mean I'm a hairstylist and I'm not gonna be doing too much hair at home and once I leave so I already know like you know when you get your hair straight like I can wear my hair for three weeks so I'm kind of ready for the low maintenance vibe but again going back to having it hadn't been straightened in a while, so I already know it's gonna take a while for it to be heat trained. It's gonna be so. I'm contemplating this, so y'all keep me in your prayers, okay? That I can yeah. come to.
0: <laughs> I always, like, I, my friends and I have a joke. It's like you just want to see your scalp. Like sometimes I just get to a point. I'm like, I just want to see my real scalp. <laughs> like where, where are you? See,
1: I don't even want to see my scalp. Oh, no, like oh, my. I'm tender headed, so like I don't want to have to do any hair on my head like I don't want anybody else to do it like I just like it's time for this to come out I don't know when it's going to come out because it is so like Kristen said like I I started when I got my faux locks maybe was it three years ago for the first time that was when I had like any type of braided style now I've only this is only my third time having like a braided style but it is the best thing since sliced bread like to get up and just go like I mean, it's better than a weave to me because you still don't have to like worry about the leave out as far as convenience is concerned, but like, I don't know. So let's talk about your worst hair experiences, whether that's been like hairstyles you regret, not necessarily like between you and the professional or anything like that. But like, what is a moment you look back on and be like, you know what? No, I tried it. I should not have done that. Who wants to go first? I remember <laughs> one, <laughs> of, right, one of the few times I actually sat in a chair for I don't even know how many hours. Do y'all remember? I guess they still do it the little the extension, but they clip on like a few strands of hair. You know what I'm talking about? Like they use a it's almost like a plier. Oh, and oh yeah, you know what I'm no, talking about? like the bonds. Yes, but when they yeah. first came out, so yeah. I'll never forget. One of my really good friends, I don't know if y'all remember Natasha. Anyway, uh, we were roommates and still are really good friends. She went Mm -hmm. and got her hair done. She was like, girl, go get your hair done. So I went to her person. I, first of all, I don't know if you could tell, I have a little bitty head and big boobs. My boobs aren't as big as they were back in the day. But (laughs) thanks to to Kenzie. But I have this (laughs) little bitty head and my hair on my head is thin. By no means do I have thick hair. Now your girl got a little thickness going on. But come on, thickness. I be so excited, so proud of me. I went and did this and this is in college. I went and got my hair. I was done. about to say, did I I think I did I'm like, did I was this you when we knew you it? Cause to I, see it. We've talked about it, I'm sure, but you didn't okay. to see it because I took it out when I left. So I got these things all over my head. I looked like I had like four to five packs of hair in my head. It was so thick. That I went home, I drove back to Baton Rouge from New Orleans, and I ripped them and my hair out of my head. That's how unhappy I was. That was the worst because of my entire life. It was, it was too, like, it was too overwhelming. Thing. Yeah. And it, I look crazy, too. It wasn't just like the feel. It was like my ponytail was like started here. It was so, I don't mm. she didn't know what she was doing. I only probably needed like four of those extensions because I my hair is thin. Like I look crazy. And I ripped all my hair out of my head, and I do not care. I just well, good, good thing that was before, like, you had, to, like, good thing you weren't, like, preparing for, like, a photo or anything like that, yeah. because I, uh, Facebook uh, will remind you about now, you know, No one ever saw those. My mom <laughs> saw them. That was about it. She, I went to her house. I think I was in tears, and that, that that made me have fear of getting my hair done. That's why I did my own hair. Now, how expensive of a mistake was that? <laughs> I probably paid, I don't know, maybe between two and four hundred dollars, which for me to rip it right out and for somebody who never yeah. gets her hair done, like Yeah. And we were in college. That's- I had that money to be getting out. No. Oh yeah. I mean that's I mean, like you said, just the fact that you didn't like it and you took it out like immediately. I don't care where you are in life, that's never good. Sabrina, what about you?
0: I've I've had some pretty bad hair days in my day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can remember just like um, and I took pictures these pictures I literally have burned them I, I'm i so embarrassed because I had on a unit but it just looked so wiggy like so wiggy and like I'm just so upset that I took these pictures I'm so upset that like, I got my hair done I just like it was just too wiggy and so it was so embarrassing I probably still could find those pictures because it was like that's just I mean it's I but at like, the
1: moment did you think
0: moment, you were fine I thought I was. And then this is the thing, too. I think what also made it look, like, I'm tall. I'm 5'10", like, I'm 200 pounds. Like, you know, so I'm, like, a big girl. So also, too, so for me, like, my go-to length is, like, a 26 or a 28 because, like, once curled, it looks like a normal length i feel like i had like a 15 a 14 or like a 16 so it just it was curled so it was so imagine like something looking so wiggy and yes (laughs) oh you were letting them have it with the 16 inches (laughs) (laughs) now you you can add like you could ask my hair like i don't get anything under 20 because i would look like it like because of that experience because literally it was curled and i'm like taking professional photos and Imagine, it's like a makeshift bob and it wasn't even supposed to be a bob. Horrible, oh, having. Oh, I'm sorry. I have well, hey, dinner. lesson
1: learned, lesson Oh learned. yeah, let,
0: girl, I, it, and every time I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do a little short, like a cute little.
1: <laughs> you renege.
0: <laughs> I re, oh, I renege. <laughs> you have PTSD? I renege all the time, I'm like, mm-mm, it's fine. This is my professional link. Oh <laughs>
1: yeah, I feel you. <laughs> VD, what about
2: you? So I would say a couple years ago, I got crochet braids, right? So I guess when they braid your hair back and then they crochet. And Tia had her hair like this, it looked good on her. So I tried to do it. And I don't know if it's because my hair is so thick. <laughs> but going back to, it's just feeling like there is just a nest on top of my head. I was like, oh no, I wore the Thanksgiving home. Not one and they, was taken, and I literally took it down like the next day. Uh, and I remember the stylist hitting me. up like, "Oh, can you send me a picture?" I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: <laughs> "Okay, gone. I sure cannot." Not and family is the worst. They're brutally honest. Did you, did you have to hear like all these questions from your
2: family about yeah, I what was like, oh, that was? It was just so different from what I used to see me. But to be honest, it was just so big and just nothing how I ever wear my hair. <laughs> and so, and the thing is, every everybody else that I saw she did crochet braids for looked good on them. So I don't know mm-hmm. what happened when it came to me. <laughs> it just felt like I need to take 50% of the crochet braids out of my hair to even make it look halfway decent. But that's probably like the most recent experience where I was just like, oh, I can't go anywhere with this. Charge that money to the game, taking it down immediately. <laughs> So
1: VD no pictures, Kristen no pictures, but Sabrina went all the way. Had a whole photo shoot. Rookie mistake. You don't don't get these sixteen inches, huh? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Rookie mistake. Oh my god! If I find those pictures, I'll send them
1: to y'all. Please, please do share. (laughs) Um, I have a question. So, like Kristen mentioned, you know, you have a hairstylist in LA. Um, You have one person. Did you go through trial and error? Was it someone that you know was referred? Because that's a very unique situation to like get it right on the first try. And second part of that is what do you find, what do you seek in a hairstylist? Like what are the top values and like standards that you need a stylist to adhere to when doing your hair? It was a referral and it was a whole lot of trust for somebody who does not get her hair done. I was like, I watched everything and I'm sure I irritated her the first time. Like, okay, my hair's not that thick. We can't put it this high. Don't put the flat iron this high. Don't do this. Don't do that. And she was like, just trust me. Like, I got you. Just trust me. So it's important. It's like glam squad as a a complete whole. I always have an issue when it comes to makeup of people getting my skin color, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then the hair is like, I don't have thick hair. I have thin hair. And then it's a very strange, I don't even know the texture of my hair. It's like, I don't know what it is. It's like this weird (laughs) Spanish curl thing that happens. I don't know what happened. So on top of that, making sure that it stayed healthy was the best referral of my life, but it was a family member who referred me. So she already knew how I was. She knows the type of curl pattern I have and just the type of hair that I have. So Drew knows 100% what she's doing. She is super good. I feel like you did. You've done my hair before. You know how to do my hair. Um, Yeah, I mean, you're in solo mainly. Kristen will get her roller set and then like (laughs) a light press, boom, straight. You know, I agree. And shout out to Drew because I think that it's so, like, I'm not one of those. Have any of you gone to that hairstyle that, like, you can't tell them nothing? Mm -hmm. Like, you're almost (laughs) like afraid to, like, advise or, like, gently you know, suggest, I'm not one of those hairstylists. Like, I ask you a million questions because, especially as a first time client, because A, I want to establish trust. And I think that's like, before you can do anything to anybody, like if they trust you, like you said, like, then the guard comes down a little more and more each time. So I ask a million questions like, you know, down to, you know, any issues, what um, are you seeking in a hairstylist? You know, do you like product? Like, I think that the consultation is the most important part of the appointment because if you miss the mark on that, then everything else can, you know, be a complete failure. So I think that's one thing that attracts the clients that I have to me is because I'm not like this know-it-all and, you know, I'm a vet in the game and I've done everything. And, you know, cause I haven't, you know, and um, it, each person sits in your chair with a whole, a, a unique set of, things going on, whether it's, you know, on the outside, inside, like, so it's a lot. But I think that, you know, asking those questions and making sure that the client feels comfortable, is the most important thing. So I, you know, think that that's, like I said, very unique that you found someone that you could comfortably tell all these things. And obviously, she could tell that, you know, you were probably nervous and knowing that you never get your hair done. And so she was able to, you know, kind of work with that. And obviously, you guys have a lasting relationship so that's amazing sabrina what about you what values and things do you seek when picking anyone apart that's a part of your glam team Um,
0: for me like the biggest thing is cleanliness (sighs) because i like just glam pot in general like especially hair especially makeup because sometimes um like you are going in and out and even like pre-COVID just making sure from a, like when it comes to like a kit or their bag or just like the shop or just all of that in general, that like is a really big pet peeve of mine cleanliness. And also too, is that like, that you're taking care of my actual hair. And so like that you're washing it, deep conditioning, like we're trimming, like we're doing all of that. Like we can do everything under the sun with like extensions, but When it comes to my actual hair, like, you want to wash my hair. You want to make sure that, like, you know what I'm saying, it feels well. Like, you're letting me know that. So, between cleanliness and taking care of my actual, like, my natural hair, the same thing when it comes to skin, like, with makeup. You know, if you're taking care of my actual skin, then, like, those are the things that matter to me the most because this is, like, the palette. Like, you can do it. You can dress it up as much as possible, but if, like, the root of it is, like, sucks then no and so like that's that's why I've like really I feel like I've switched kind of like makeup art. I know we're not talking about that but because of that just like taking care of the actual skin and like the actual hair because a lot of times people just they're like you know they'll quickly oh I can like I can curl like I can do really great like weave or I can do like lace or all these different things but it's like well if you can't take care of my hair hair, then it's gonna look good and then what I'm gonna be left with
1: And who wants to be in bondage or a slave to hair extensions forever? Like, I know you guys probably don't know, but like right now there's a shortage of lace. So like people that wear closures and, you know, have wigs. But girl, if you had to take care of your hair underneath, like you wouldn't be like, so, you know, like stressed out right now. But there are some styles. I think social media plays a huge role in like this whole instant gratification Or like going back to like the person that you see on the magazine, like okay, a you don't have that person's money, and b they're probably having someone do their hair like all the time. But at the same time, you know, let's talk about like you said the natural state of someone's hair and the fact that you have the option to wear your hair if you want to. You do not want to have like only one option, and that's to keep. Now there are some people that do care. Like for me, for instance, I don't. I'll never desire to wear my real nails. Like, they're terrible. I bite them off. Like, I'm not going to do anything, like, to take care of them. There are some people that are the same way about their hair. And, I mean, I don't understand it. I mean, I should because I'm that way about my nails. But I think, to me, like, i I've said this before. Like, I'm not um, India Ari. Like, I am my hair. And I need it to, like, be here. And I need it to be flourishing at all times. And so I apply that same principle to my clients. So, I don't know. BD, what what do you have to add to that?
2: Yeah, no, I would definitely echo the sentiments around like healthy hair. And Shessie, I mean, a couple of years ago, I hit you up because I had a stylist nightmare where I, and maybe it goes back to like, because people just want so many different hairstyles in New Orleans that the hairstylists are kind of <laughs> also like that.
1: We coming I, for the I, New Orleans I, girls, Kristen. <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe that's it, but you know, I just wanted to get my hair dyed black. Now, I should've known that it was gonna go left when the stylist was like, black? Don't nobody wanna wear black? Like, oh my gosh, I like didn't want to dye my hair black. And she finally did dye it black. And remember, I sent you a photo because I was like, is this a bald spot to <laughs> dye? I don't know if she just used bad. The dye was old. And I was like, you know what? I should have known because she was so adamant about not dyeing my hair black that maybe it's because she hadn't dyed anybody's hair black in a minute.
1: And and quiet (laughs) sometimes.
2: Sitting back there on her stand was not any good, but she still decided to use it on my hair. But after that, I did find a stylist. Ashanti here in New Orleans, and she definitely comes from the same school that you come from, Jessie, As far as she had her set of clients, she picked her clients. You know, she doesn't take new clients, but once in every so on, right? Um, and mm-hmm. so I felt like once I got with her, that became like all right, tried and true to <laughs> stay there. And it wasn't until I went to New York where I was like, okay, now I got to start this process over again. Um, and, like, the stylist that I really liked in New York was way in Brooklyn. And so I was like, look, I got to find someone that's in Manhattan, which was so much harder to find. Uh, but finally found someone um, that worked out. But it's a process. I feel like just trying to get someone that checks off the boxes. New <laughs> York a hard to place so to hard.
0: find stylists.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. so
0: many of them, like, travel, so they don't have salons. And so it's like, oh. Uh,
2: Yeah, and New York, same way, right? Because it's a lot of, a lot of people wear like wigs and different styles are, they're just completely natural. It's like no in between, right? Like the in between of being pressed and curl. It's not too many people out in New York like wearing that style.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And I even like, uh, Kristen, I don't know. I don't know if you've tried to find a stylist in um, Atlanta or if any of your friends, but I feel like in Atlanta, it's, so oversaturated with hairstylists. It's kind of like, like look at like the celebrities and things like that. You always see like someone, it's so competitive, you know, because there are so many people. And I think like uh, going back to like social media, a lot of times people are like doing it, you know, for the clout, but like, are they really like taking care of the hair? Like you see the finished product, but like how many passes of heat did it take to like get this like, you know, look, and it, you know, is that for you? So I think the underlying theme here is like finding someone that like works for you. And it's different strokes for different folks. But I think like also as a hairstylist, like knowing your lane, like for me, my lane is not short hair. You know, like I don't do like the pixies and things like that. I'm not gonna be, um, you know, I could cut you to Halle Berry, but like, I'm, am I going to be able to give you the Fantasia? And the, like, that's just not what I do. I deal with a lot of people that have, like, long, big hair like like mine. And I think they tend to, you know, come to me because, obviously, I struggle. I know how to handle it. But I think that, like you said, with the color, I think you get those people that sometimes, like, won't tell you what they don't know how to do or that they don't specialize in. And, again, going back to, like, doing your research and the consultation, like, If you guys are ever in a situation where you're like trying someone out, even if like someone referred you and you know, their hair looks great. But if your hair doesn't look like that, friends, like do a consultation, like talk to them and like, don't be afraid to decide that they're not the person for you. Because like I said, all it takes is one appointment for things to go wrong. And I'd rather you not like have to live through that moment and make the choice early on. So consultation is super important, whether they, you know, require in person, if you can get them on the phone, do a Zoom call. I think that's, I I always tell clients, come in, let's talk about it. Let me look, you know, and I can give you my professional opinion um, based on that. Um, Those are all the questions I have for you ladies. Do you have any questions for me on how, you know, always having to be in front of the camera or, you know, photo shoots and conferences and things like that, how that whole process could be easier for you?
2: Well, I'm I'm certainly taking any tips, for sure. (laughs) I I did like the bun, one of the bun styles that you showed, uh, because I had to speak on like this virtual conference and literally the same day, didn't realize it was scheduled the same day that I was going to get my braids redone. And so I'm like, how do I take down my braids? So try to take my braids down like from the back, put it up in a bun so it looks decent in the front. (laughs) It was was a lot, it was a lot.
1: My favorite thing right now, I would tell you guys, like kind of like that inner spot where you maybe need to look great, but obviously you don't have time, like ponytails are everything. Ponytails are my favorite. Um, they're super quick and easy. And I think that um the drawstring ponytails have come a long way, y'all. Like, you know, What's so that? I the curl what the is curl. a drawstring pony Kristen, you really, really could like pull up. you could really pull off like a dope drawstring ponytail because they have like the ones that are curly so obviously you would slick your hair like whether it's part down the middle where there's no part low ponytail high ponytail but they have the ones that it's literally um, like a net it's on a net like this and there are two drawstrings on the end so you would clip it like in the front in the back and like pull the string so it's tight like your ponytail but it can be as long as you want it can be you know as short yeah can you, you some, send um, me the link so I can order this? Yeah, I'll see. And it's like everybody's wearing ponytails right now. Like, like I said, there's so many ways you can rock them. They have like the straight ones. They have like, say, VD, if you wanted to like not put heat on your hair, they have the ones that are like um, blowout texture. So not silky straight, but you know, not kinky because that wouldn't match your natural hair texture. But they are so quick and easy it's like i think everybody should have one like
2: on standby We're need a you know? tutorial We're gonna- <laughs> oh, i'm so excited <laughs> right now <laughs> have
1: you ever I'm rocked a ponytail um sabrina i think i've seen Have I oh seen?
0: yeah i i did i like i have the um the kinky one and then i have the straight one and so like and you get them like can they're you, very cheap.
1: can you um do it yourself or is it something you had
0: no, I can't. That's, that's one of my goals. Like that's, that's, the
1: <laughs> that's the thing. I promise, if you can that's pull your not hair not in a like, ponytail, I'm, you can do the drawstring ponytail. Like, there are some complicated ones where I, like, you know, will, like, braid their ponytail and, like, stitch it up. Like, you don't have to go that deep. If you can pull your own hair in a ponytail, you can do the pull-out-the-drawstring look. I'm going to hook y'all up. I'm going to send y'all to lick.
0: I need that's that's all I need because honestly that's how Kier feels here too she's like sis we're gonna have to work up and I'm like I know but I think I'm just so stuck in my ways I think like literally quarantine didn't help either because I just was rocking straight backs and because I wasn't going anywhere so
1: you had to set it off Sabrina
0: Oh, I am Cleo <laughs> <laughs> and so literally and then I was like oh I'm gonna get braids and then I started working on the campaign and I was like oh I really can't have braids on this campaign like so now I'm just back to like my normal tried and true but I like that's one of my goals my goals is to like be able to be more like a little bit more self-sufficient when it comes to like hair and makeup and stuff but like doing like you said like those like little tips and tricks where it's not I don't have to put heat on it but it's just literally me like doing that i know yeah it just it takes practice though like it you have to have the time to practice absolutely i agree
1: but i think that you know you have to i think quarantine was the perfect time to practice now mind you i didn't practice on nothing because (laughs) i was like i'm not doing no hair i don't have to do no hair so i get it but i think that like you got to step out like take the risk but like i said the ponytails are easy the only other tip that i'll give is a lot of people always ask me about how to maintain their hair in the protective style. So like, I know you have braids, VD,
2: Kristen, you said you had the foot locks.
1: How long do you keep them? And do you find it easy to like cleanse them?
2: I keep mine for like two months, two and a half months. And then I take a bottle with a little like nozzle and Mm -hmm. I'll just like section it off, which makes a whole uh, like a mess, right? Um, That's what I'm trying to like deep clean them but then, otherwise, I'll use like dry shampoo, like the foam dry shampoo to refresh them. But I know some people like full out wash them. I just haven't become that bold because I feel like I won't just mess them up all together.
1: Kristen, what were you going to say?
2: So, yeah, the, I was the full on wash. So, I, <laughs> because it was my first time
1: doing this, and I was I asked. Um, my girl Janelle, like, what do I do? She said, do whatever you normally do. But she had no idea my hair process, but I did it. So I washed my hair. I co-washed the locks Mm -hmm. and this is why I only lasted. And I don't even know how I lasted two months is because wash day was hell for me because Mm -hmm. they're weightless, but when they're wet, they're so Mm -hmm. heavy. Yep. It took me, I don't even know how long for them to dry. I would think that they were dry. I would wake up in the next morning. A pillow is soaking wet. So I literally washed them, washed my hair. And then I would condition them as if I conditioned my scalp, like deep condition every week as I do. And then I sit under the steamer and I'm doing all this with Princess Oh, God. Oh, God. What I tell you, I don't know that every Sunday I would be like, this is the worst day of my life. And so every Sunday I'd be like, I'm taking these out because it's too much work and it's supposed to be easy. But I would keep them because the other days of the week were so simple. (laughs) Yeah. The fact that you lasted two months with how fine your hair is, like, that is committing. So that that was my question to you. So they were weightless. They were 100% weightless like until, like I said, I got them wet. And my hair, like, it's crazy how much thicker my hair is and it obviously grew. It must've grown maybe a little over two inches. I mean, it grew a whole lot in those two months, but I'm doing like scalp treatments. I was doing everything as if it was my own hair. Mm -hmm. So that was my fear in getting my hair done is that my hair is so thin. Do you feel like, cause I have an appointment for December. That's how much I like these. Mm -hmm. And I took them out. I would say like a month ago. Do you feel like that's enough time in between for somebody who does have like fine hair? Yeah, that's plenty enough time. I think that not only what you were doing, I mean, you took care of those locks better than some people take care of their real hair. Like, so girl, good job. But I think to your point is I always advise that my clients, like, even if you want to get them three times in a row, take them out, get a deep conditioning treatment and trim your hair so you're setting yourself up to go back in those braids in the best case scenario you know what i mean because you know a lot of people will be like oh it grew so much well sis we got to cut the inches right off because you know for whatever reason when you were taking them out or maybe before you put them in they weren't you know your ends were bad you know all those things so i always tell you know my clients in between come get it get it washed you know um do a deep conditioning treatment and get your ends trimmed and you know even if it's just a dusting but at least you're going back in the protective style knowing that you know your hair is flourishing. The other tip that I would give as far as protective styles, if you can locate a braider that can do it and also want to make the investment, I don't know if your locks were done with human hair, but BD, that will be like, you can get your braids with human hair. And that is completely washable with, you know, no fuss, but it's also reusable. It helps your hair not be like, you know how sometimes you take braids out, it's kind of dry and a little rough from the synthetic hair, um, human hair is going to solve that issue. And it's definitely going to be weightless. Like Kristen said, obviously doing it in the shower, the the water and um, gravity is going to make it heavier. But if you can, like if your stylist will, what I do for mine is I lay back in the bowl and I'll have my hair kind of hanging out, the length of my braids hanging out and just focusing on my scalp. Because that's what's really, you know, dirty. I mean, unless you're doing something and painting or muddy, you know, the ends usually aren't going to get dirty. But making sure, like, my from working out and adding product, like, I need to wash my scalp. So that's a way that, Kristen, if you wanted to maybe even alternate, like, try to separate it and just do, I don't know, maybe even with, like, um, your shower head, like, that you can, you know, hold a handheld. That may be a good um, fix for that, but like maybe put it in different sections so that it's not just hanging with the water. And like the third thing, as far as with you drying them, and again, going back to human hair, and I haven't had any experience washing synthetic hair. So maybe if you have friends that have done it and their you know, braids are fine afterwards, I'd say go for it. But I have a bonnet dryer and I usually will sit under that for at least 45 minutes, Kristen. So that way, like if I go to bed at night, like you said, I'm not like soaking my pillow, and also I'm not like sick when I wake up. But at least it's jump starting that process because you've you know done that. So I have like a little dryer that's no bigger than a shoebox, and pop that on, sitting in the bed or you know while I'm working on the computer or anything like that, and then you know just let it air dry the rest of the way. But I definitely suggest like trying to get it drier first because, honey, you don't want no mildew, you don't want anything like that. I've right, I I seen it. Yeah, yeah i've seen that happen so well i really 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 enjoyed this conversation it was so good catching up with y'all i haven't seen so many of y'all faces in like uh, at least a couple months to years so uh again i hope that someone listening to this podcast can take away something that you shared and i look forward to seeing you guys soon
2: yes thank you for having me <laughs> thank you for having absolutely